This is Big Sports Radio, SEC edition. Now with your hosts, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, Big Sports Radio, SEC edition. And this final Saturday uh, in uh, September, hey, we've got a great guest coming up in just a bit here, uh, Tony Barnhart. Veteran college football writer, uh, boy, he was with uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for a long time. Uh, now he's with uh, he's a columnist with TMG College Sports, um, one of the preeminent um, college sports journalists, and we've got him right here on our show. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh, we're going to talk some Bama here in a little bit, but uh, guys, let's start with um, with Georgia. Um, you know, UGA, two-time defending champs, and they're going to go across the state line over to Auburn. Um, for those, you know, not that far over the state line. Um, but guys, here's the thing: Georgia really has not had a test yet. Two-time defending champs, and now they go take on an Auburn team. Um, they're still trying to figure things out under Hugh Freeze. But I think this could be an interesting game uh, over out in the plains. Well, I think anytime you're on the road in the SEC, it's it, it's going to be a tough game. The the crowd's going to be against them, and you know Georgia's basically hung out at home so far. This is going to be their first time going out away from um, Athens, and and so we'll see uh, what happens there. South Carolina kind of gave them a little scare in the first half, and then they pulled away. But I don't know if Auburn has the horses right now to to beat them. But, you know, you never know. I mean, weird things happen. Uh, you know, you got a quarterback in his first road start going up against, uh, you know, obviously an SEC team that does have a little bit of talent. Yeah, I tend to think that Georgia's going to – they don't have to play great to win this game. And I think as they get acclimated, they'll they'll pick up momentum as the game goes on. I, I, I don't think they're going to have to worry about an upset. Yeah, but I, I guess that's my concern, and Brad kind of mentioned it in terms of, you know, it was a tale of two halves in Athens against the Gamecocks. Um, this was a team that looked very beatable. Um, they came back in the second half. They did what they had to do to get the win. Um, but I guess my concern is that because this team um, really has not been tested outside of the one game against South Carolina, um, I just – I don't know. I don't know. It's I I I know that George is the big favorite, but I I just think this is a game that's um could cause problems just because the of the rivalry, um and and Auburn always seems to play them well, and just that's just the way I feel. Well, and I would say this: I I don't think Georgia's looked like the number one team in the country this year. I think you know they're, they're number one because of what they did the last two years, obviously. So, and you know I'm not sure they're going to get a any kind of test until the the after their bye week. Uh, maybe Kentucky, maybe Kentucky will f- learn more about them, you know, this weekend as well. But, um, but yeah, at Vanderbilt and Kentucky and at Auburn, I mean, I, I think we find out when they go to Florida at the end of October. So before we find out, you know, what Georgia is this year, obviously talented, but yeah, I mean, they, they got a long way to go and, and they haven't really proven anything. Yeah. I, I look at their defense and I just, I just think their defense is good enough that they may be able to get through this SEC schedule um, with an offense that maybe never fully develops because they don't have to because the defense is so good. And where the, the challenge is, is I don't know both you guys have brought this up. If if they lose a game or if they get beat in the SEC championship game, their strength of schedule could knock them out of the CFP 
And it would be crazy to have a a, a defending two time defending champion. You know, they they need they need to win all their games when the schedule is this easy. Is I guess is the the, yeah. the moral to the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't you, you know style points only go so far. And to your point, you get to the, to the computer later when you've got you know um, three Big Ten teams right now, right? I mean, they're you know they're 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 playing well. Um, you've got the Pac-12 in its final season. Um, you know, four teams in the in the top ten. So you have you have point is you have some other teams that if they're up there, eleven and one, twelve and one, eleven and two, they're going to have uh, a better resume. Uh, to your point, um, you know, and I think at one point too, you the one thing coming out the past two years was Stetson Bennett, um, and just was such a you know it's an overused term, but you know a game manager, right? I mean, I mean he didn't he didn't lose it for you, and that's the thing I right right now with Carson Beck, um. You know, he he did it against South Carolina. This is a new experience now, right? You're starting your first SEC road game for Georgia. Yeah, I think that's different. I mean, you saw Stetson Bennett. I mean, you know, look at the maybe it's the Ohio State game last year where he had to come up with some big plays down the stretch and in the second half. And you know, but you know, can can Carson Beck do that? We're gonna find out at some point. Maybe not this week. Some point. Yeah, I I just and of course. Generally, when I'm so confident, that's when things go awry for my predictions. But I really feel like uh, I really feel like Jordan, Auburn's just not the team to do it. And so that means, folks, if you're listening to this, you know, get to Vegas, drop a lot of money on Auburn, because obviously I'm probably going to probably going to be wrong. <laughs> well, again, you know, I one of these that Georgia, they're just a juggernaut right now. Twenty one wins in a row trying to go to twenty two. Um, on Saturday, uh, they've won five in a row in the regular season uh, over Georgia. Um, I'm sorry, over Auburn, I should say, actually going back to 2017. So um, I'm thinking about the times uh, that I spent uh, in Atlanta, in Athens, um, at the Dome, at the SEC championship game, all the times I've done that. Um, but, you know, I stand corrected from earlier that in terms of clearly Georgia does have their number lately, uh, but it's still a rivalry game. And I think with that, you've got to really – um, you know, to be uh, to be concerned about. Um, another game we're we're watching is uh, LSU and Ole Miss. A um, couple of top twenty teams. Uh, Six p.m. Eastern game on ESPN. Um, you know, I, the Tigers I think are such an outstanding team, but you still have the stigma of that Florida State loss. It was so bad, and and I think because of that, I'm not sure uh, how serious um, the national media, the national fans, are taking this Tigers team. Well, I mean, Florida State in the second half just completely dominated them, you know, and then they, you know, they didn't, they struggled against Arkansas, and that was at home, right? I mean, so that's a, you know, this is, uh, that that's where you kind of say, well, how good are they? Now, I think their offense is good. I do think their offense is good, big quality at quarterback, but, you know, this, I, I like shootout here. I like uh, one up and down game. Um, we'll see. I think turnovers will be key which team can actually get some pressure on the quarterback force turnover and uh, kind of go from there. And, um, you know, we'll see, but I, I'm not totally sold on LSU on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Yeah. The LSU for the first time that I can remember in a while, the defensive backs are really shaky right now. Now they have a lot of athletic talent. So as the year goes on, they may play better. Of course, some people say Brian Kelly's overrated. I say he can bust a move on the dance floor when he needs to. I've so seen we've, that. I've seen that have, video. We have seen that video. So we know how good he is there. Um, I, I do kind of think that, that 
you know, LSU is, is darn near impossible to stop offensively. Um, but, but I, I wonder if Ole Miss can cause them some issues with the one place their area, they're, they're vulnerable, which is pass defense. Brian Kelly, uh, he's at the dance moves and he was at the podium earlier this week talking about this game to be played um, actually in the Dallas area, which it's uh, you can call it a neutral site, but it's actually, look, this is going to be a road game. It's just not in Little Rock. Um, it's just, uh, you know, the way you're not in Fayetteville, I should say. Brian Kelly, the uh, LSU coach, talking about this game earlier this week. We got to go there on the road. Um, and again, outstanding offense, uh, number two in the SEC. Um, very aggressive defense. Uh, you know, one of the the top defenses in the SEC. I think they're second in the SEC in sacks. They're going to get after it. Jackson Dart's been, you know, resilient, tough, physical quarterback. Um, you know, he's thrown for over a thousand, and and he's rushing the football as well. We know about Jutkins from last year. Um, Watkins leads them in receptions, uh, and then you know, again, a, a very difficult defense. Uh, uh, to go against because they're so physical and aggressive. Your ability to run the ball late and just the run game kind of coming along in the last couple of weeks as well. What are you seeing there from the offensive line perspective that's making that possible and, and obviously some skill from Logan? Yeah, I think it's comprehensive. I think it's the offensive line uh, certainly doing a great job, combination blocks. Uh, I think the backs are running hard um, with intent. Um we're not looking to bounce it out. We're low pads. We're taking four, five, six yards, um, putting ourselves in good down and distance situations accordingly. Um, we're getting better blocking on the perimeter uh, from our receivers that are allowing some of these runs to open up to be bigger runs. So I think it's just a, it's just a commitment to a physicality um, that you need in your run game. Yeah. It's it, it this is gonna be fun. I mean, I, I really think he's got the you know. I, I just don't know what's the okay. Here's a side note. What's the thing about LSU? Like, if Brian Kelly goes, you know, if they lose another game and they got two losses, three losses, whatever. What what's the and LSU is? It's like eight and four, nine and three isn't good enough, is it? I mean, you know what what's the you know he wasn't brought there from Notre Dame to do that. So I think they need to win this game. Let's put some pressure out there. You got to get yeah. this done, Brian Kelly. Yeah, I think I think Brian Kelly, uh, you have to watch out at LSU because those expectations are sky high. And if nothing else, if you're not going to meet those expectations, keep your nose clean. <laughs> well, if you're LSU, um, the good thing is you've got Jaden Daniels on your side. All he's done the last two weeks is uh, to be named the co-offensive player of the week uh, in the last two weeks. Meanwhile, That's on good. the other side for Ole Miss, which Rebels team shows up? Which Rebels offense shows up? Uh, the one that, um, you know, averaged more than 50 points a game in their three non-conference games or the one that struggled to put up a 10 spot in the loss last week uh, at Alabama? Yeah, I tell you what, Alabama just put them over their knee and spanked them. I mean, like, they they, <laughs> they just dominated that game. Their defense just dominated them. So, yeah, they're going to have to do – to be better. There's no question. Uh, Ole Miss got to execute a lot better in offense if they want to win this because Al they won this. Alabama, yeah, they scored. They scored just enough points. Alabama's offense is not what it is, but their defense is pretty solid. Yeah, uh, Lane Kiffin won the trolling war before the game. Didn't do so well on the coaching part during the game. Got to give uh, all the credit to uh, 
you know, d- down there to coach Saban. He's going to have to come up with a better game plan uh, in, in particular. The offense is going to have to move the ball uh, against LSU, and and if they can't, it, it could be a really, really, really long day for Ole Miss. Well, and I think this is one for Lane Kiffin. Um, for all the trolling and talking that you want to do, um, these are the games that 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 make you or break you in the end, right? I mean, yeah. you know, a year ago they were seven and zero, ranked number seven in the country. Uh, they go down to Baton Rouge and they got spanked down there, right, forty five to twenty. So, um, and that began a, a end of the season tailspin where they lost five of the last six games and went from seven and zero in the top ten uh, to just eight and five. Uh, LSU at that point used that win to go on um, to win the SEC West. So you know, I think if you're if you're, if you're Kiffin, um, you got to step up. You got to step up and 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 make this happen. So 6 p.m. Eastern time kick uh, on ESPN. Both teams coming in three and one. Uh, LSU is a very slight two and a half point favorite. Um, expect a high scoring game in this one. Um, you know, both teams in the 30s. So let's see again which team shows up for Ellis or for uh, Ole Miss. And then again, can the Rebels stop Daniels, who's just one of the most uh, exciting guys out there? Hey, keep it here. We've got lots more uh, still to come, uh, including again, Tony Barnhart in just a few minutes stepping in and joining us to talk more about the SEC right here on the Big Sports Radio SEC edition. What's the best way to get rid of a timeshare that you don't want? Call the Timeshare Exit Hotline. We're a group of attorneys that help customers legally exit their timeshares. It's an easy process. We guarantee results or you pay nothing. Exit your timeshare today. Call now. 800-715-6093. 800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-448-0828-800-448-0828-800-448-0828. That's 800-448-0828. Let's continue our conversation here, uh, looking around the SEC. Alabama uh, doing what they needed to do last week. Look, I, I didn't, I didn't do the research, but I can't think off the top of my head the last time that Alabama lost two games at home to ranked teams. Um, I'm not sure it's happened in the Saban era. Maybe, maybe once, but um, uh, but they didn't. They get the big win over Ole Miss. The question is, they now get an easier matchup in Starkville uh, against Mississippi State. Uh, did they right the ship? Did they do the things they need to do to um, re, you know, reclaim their spot as one of the elite teams this season in college football? I mean, I think they're in the contention. I think they just have to figure out the offensive side of the ball. They've got a quality defense. I think uh, Milrose, their guy. I think um, he's the guy for their from a quarterback who has to, you know, do it because he, and he's gonna have to do it more with his legs. I think you know they're they're gonna throw the ball less. I think you're seeing them kind of change the way they they execute there and become more of a, you know, kind of a grind out team. This looks like an Alabama team, maybe not with the quarterback running, but I mean, you know, that's going to rely on the run to set up, you know, uh, plays. And, and I think that's where they're going to have to be. But their bread and butter is going to be stopping people on the other side of the ball. 
Yeah, and and it's kind of funny in the Saban era they win national titles all the time, but I think they've only had one undefeated season. And whenever that loss does come in the Alabama season, people wildly overreact to it, and you would think they won. They just lost like four games in a row. So my my suspicion is is when it's all said and done, the the road to the SEC West is going to go championship is going to go right through Tuscaloosa. And um, if anybody wants to, you know, get to that title game, they got to knock off Saban and company. Here's my question, I guess, looking at the the line on this. It's only a 14 point. Uh, Alabama is only a 14 point favorite. Um, on paper, I guess that surprised me. Um, but Nick Saban was saying, yeah, no, this is a, a really good team. We're playing on the road. Well, I think that they're a 14-point favorite because the final score is going to be like 24 to 10, just like it was last week. I think it's, it's going to be a little lower scoring. Now, I, I do think Mississippi State will put up a little bit more offense um, than uh, we saw uh, from last week from Ole Miss, and especially in the second half, Ole Miss just looked totally overmatched. But I think Mississippi State will do some a little bit more offense, but you know, probably 30 to 30 to 13, something like that. Yeah, I I, I think. Alabama's defense will control this, and that's been pretty much the story for what twelve years or whatever it's been since Saban's been there. Is that He's Alabama two, twice undefeated, Mike? Undefeated twice undefeated. Twice, okay. Twice. Yep. Well, yeah. He's pretty good, coach. <laughs> How about the play of Will Rogers, very quietly putting together just an outstanding career um, down there for uh, for the Bulldogs? Um, more than eleven thousand yards passing over his four seasons. That's the third highest total in SEC history. Um, and then in terms of touchdowns, tied for fifth with the former Florida quarterback, uh, Chris Leak and and Tim Tebow, one behind Peyton Manning. I mean, those are some pretty big names. You get into that. Um, you know, and he's, he's and got his, a quick wit, too. Yeah, he's got a lot of folksy sayings. Lots I mean, it's unbelievable. Cool sayings. <laughs> Didn't he have a horse? Maybe. Crazy I don't know on that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, last week, career high four hundred eighty-seven yards. <laughs> Poor Larry. Oh my goodness! It, it's so hard to keep this this thing on the rails. It really is. No, uh, ninth career four hundred yard outing. Uh, the Tide and the Bulldogs at Starkville, nine p.m. Eastern. That's on the ESPN. Uh, let's shift gears now to uh, to Tennessee. Um, look, a team that started off with a couple of blowout wins. Uh, they really need a win uh, this weekend. Uh, UT. Uh, as they go up against South Carolina, that um, in Knoxville at Nayland Stadium. Yeah, they do. They they this is uh, South Carolina is a team that's that's decent, and honestly, they probably haven't beaten a decent team yet. So, I mean, they, they got kind of dominated by Florida. The, the one thing we won't know about Tennessee though is what they do on the road, and they were obviously really bad at Florida. So we'll see. I think this is a game that they they need to win, and then they got to go on the road and do it. So, um, I, I don't know. South Carolina. I think Spencer Rattler has been pretty good for them. I think he's done a good job, and they can put up some points. Now the question is, you know, can they stop anybody? Yeah, Tennessee is an interesting team because it shows you, you know, that pivotal game for them in their schedule was that Florida game. And and they lost it, which then puts them in a totally different position in the SEC. It's so competitive. You know, they've got a couple games now at home, and then they and then they get to go play Alabama. And I, I don't know even if they win the next two games, if people are gonna think Tennessee is is if they, I don't know if people are gonna think there's a there there 
until they beat Alabama. I'm not I'm not saying it's fair, but that's life in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Speaking of Rattler, remember the game uh, under the lights last year where he just went off uh, 438 yards and six touchdowns, 63-38. The Gamehawks, uh, Gamecocks were all over the Vols uh, in that one uh, last November. So, again, uh, Tennessee now at home. They won 11 straight at Nayland Stadium and uh, trying to get that victory right there in the banks of the Tennessee River. Uh, 7.30 p.m. game on SEC Network, South Carolina, at number 21, Tennessee. Stay with us. Tony Barnhart joins the conversation next here on Big Sports Radio, SEC Edition. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day call right now for your free home security consultation 800-613-8053-800-613-8053-800-613-8053 that's 800-613-8053 you're listening to big sports radio sec edition Welcome back to Big Sports Radio, SEC edition. Larry, Brad, and Mike here. And joined by, uh, a, boy, so excited to have this guy uh, on the show. You talk about um, college sports. You talk about the SEC. Uh, this guy is a guru. Uh, Tony Barnhart, he is a columnist for TMG College Sports. If you don't know about TMG College Sports, do a Google um, and, and get your knowledge on. Tony, great to see you. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Larry. It's good to, uh, good to be with you. Yeah, we appreciate this. Hey, obviously, it's SEC, a lot to talk about. And off the top, uh, one thing in, in particular right now, um, the schedule of Georgia, the Bulldogs, you're, you're back-to-back national champs. Um, you know, you've handled everybody pretty easily. Listen, you've got a real easy schedule if you're if you're yep. the Bulldogs, right, and if you're Kirby Smart. I mean, um, you know, boy, you've covered this for a long time. Uh, d- does that help this team, um, or, or does it hurt them, or, or is it too early to tell? Well, it, it's too early to tell because, I mean, the, the nightmare – obviously, if Georgia wins all their games and wins the SEC championship, they're in the playoffs. That, that's obvious. But what happens, for example, 
Georgia plays, let's say, LSU or Alabama in the SEC championship and they lose. Now they're sitting there at, sitting there at 12 and 1 and the committee's got to figure out whether or not a 12 and 1 Georgia that didn't win the SEC championship is deserving of an at large bid. You can take a look at that schedule and go, boy, there's some other teams with one loss that played a much tougher schedule. There was the break. So Georgia had Oklahoma on this schedule and the SEC made them give it up. So that's where it gets a little scary for Georgia is if they get to the SEC championship game undefeated and lose to an Alabama or an LSU, then the committee's got a tough decision because of the overall weakness of the schedule. Is this, you know, you look at this, is this possible that you could have a team coming out of that SEC West too that might have two losses uh, on the season playing oh, against sure. it? And so, so you, you know, you're in the SEC, you start thinking, wait, what if the SEC didn't get someone in the college football playoff? How crazy <laughs> would that be? I mean, we're uh, thinking they should have three out of four most years. Yeah, crazy. Crazy would not begin to define it. Uh, and that's the thing is, listen, Alabama's already got a loss non-conference LSU's got a loss non-conference so they've already you know Texas A&M's got a loss so it is not beyond the realm of possibility that the SEC West could have a two-loss team in the SEC championship game they knock off a of Georgia and all of a sudden you because you you got to put the SEC champion in even if they've got two losses don't you maybe we'll see but that that's where it gets really weird let's just say so what do you think it is about this season? Is it, you know, the fact that, you know, you've got so many good coaches in the SEC and they've had some time to build their programs, but all of a sudden, I don't want to use the word parody because that's, that's, that's not what's happening, but, but how are these, these teams starting to get closer together? Oh, I, I think it's a transfer portal. I don't think there's any doubt about that. What, what the transfer portal has done is it spread out the talent. And there are guys who, okay, take Sam Hartman at Wake Forest. Sam Hartman is the all-time leading passer in the history of Wake Forest, but he had a year left. And what, is he, what did he do with his year? He decided to transfer to Notre Dame, where they had had issues at quarterback. They almost pulled off a win against Ohio State the other night, but those kind of players are moving around, which gives other teams like that uh, an opportunity. And I, I think that's why there's so much uh, – I'm not going to use the I'm not going to use the parody word either, but that's that's to me that's what's happened. You know, and I think as we're talking to Tony Barnard here of TMG College Sports, I think that's that's what makes this exciting. Um, you know, the purists in all of us, and I think we all kind of think the same way that we'd rather go back to ten team conferences and you got to sit out a year and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But that we're just that's that's yesterday it's never gonna never gonna happen the fact it is here to your point i think that is something where you do have you look at so many key players so many teams looking out at washington michael Penix jr um had two nice years in indiana um but he's developed now in his his fourth season um overall second with washington as a possible front runner for the heisman um that, the, probably, that doesn't happen at indiana no no doubt no doubt and and yeah as you said michael Penix had a had, had a, you know he did okay Okay, at, at Indiana, but he's surrounded by a lot of really good players in Washington. It makes the difference in the world. And we're going to see this, guys. But quarterbacks are going to be like point guards in basketball. They're going to look around to see where there's an opportunity for me to finish out my career the way Sam Hartman is doing at Notre Dame. And you're going to see a lot of movement, uh, particularly put it this way when a backup quarterback finds out he's the backup quarterback, he's probably going to be in the portal. And that's, that's, that's what life is going to be like moving forward. 
Yeah, it, it's totally changed the game. How does it affect? How, how have you seen it maybe affecting high school recruiting? Like when you, you talk about this portal, you know, Texas brought in a guy like Arch Manning, who, just for example, who had a guy in front of him and Quinn Ewers, who was like an incumbent. How does it affect you? Know, you look forward. Do you see that being a common theme, or a guy's going to look for like an opportunity to come in and play right away? Yeah, guys are looking for ways to play uh, right away. And you ask about high school players. You know what the biggest impact of the portal is on high school players? Fewer of them are getting recruited. Okay, the fact of the matter is, is coaches are looking around. I'm sign. I'm putting my signing class together. I'm not going to sign 25 high school players. I'm not. I'm going to do a combination of high school players. Guys that I get out of the portal to help me at particular positions. So few, fewer high school players are getting recru- uh, recruited, or fewer high school players are getting recruited by the big name schools. And some of these guys are end up they end up going to another level. You think we will have a, a, a turn where the NIL is is what you know the NIL NIL funds are what people then use to offset playing time to get somebody to stay for another year what strategies are there because you can see guys leaving ohio state you know or or georgia or alabama but at the same time if you wait your turn there's awful lot of success there too well and and this is the way it's going to work and has has worked this way already Uh, i I brought up sam hartman sam hartman it it was it was explained to sam hartman say sam if you go into the NFL now, you're probably going to be a third-round draft pick and you're going to make X. However, if you go to Notre Dame and you're the starting quarterback at the University of Notre Dame, your NIL package is going to be this, and it's more. You can make more money as a senior player in college than you can. Now, if you're a first-round draft choice, that's a no-brainer. But if you're not a first-round draft choice, you can make a case that you you will actually make more money staying in college than being a third round draft pick in the NFL, especially at a major program like Notre Dame. You're, you're exactly right. yeah, yeah. You know, I, one more thing on the recruiting um, thing you mentioned in terms of fewer players getting recruited. We can see that where coaches saying, "Hey, instead of signing twenty five, maybe I only sign seventeen, right?" And mm-hmm. I'm these certain players in the portal. Um, does that mean then that that some of the group of five schools, even schools in the FCS, formerly 1AA, um, they're getting maybe some some better talent because there are those kids that are going to trickle down to them. No, that's exactly right, Larry. That's exactly what's going to happen is guys guys are, are going to be available uh, and, and schools are going to get them, you know, uh, they're, they're going to be in position to play and play right away. So, yeah, that you absolutely will see that happen. Yeah, it's always, I always look at this as interesting because you've got they're they're almost like a farm club now. The the group of five they take yep. they're going to get better talent, but after a year or two, then the big boys are going to come. Oh, this guy's developed now. Mm-hmm. Now we can come in and take him. So it's almost like a a farm team type situation. It's really odd. But uh, switching back to gears, kind of the SEC and 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 their their the the breakdown here. When you look at this, is this next year, of course, it all blows up, right? When they throw in Texas, Oklahoma, it's just more. Mm-hmm. But right now, is this is this conference just not as deep as it is, or is it not as strong at the top? Is it just to lack the star power, maybe? 
I think it, I think it has a lot of really good teams, but right now I don't know if we have a great team. I mean, Georgia may end up being a great team if they run the table and get better, and but they're not a great team now, particularly when the benchmark is what they've had the last two years. And so I, I don't. I, mean, I think I think LSU might be the best team in the West. I think they might be better than Alabama. We'll see. But uh, yeah, we. I don't think we have any great great teams. We've got a lot of really good ones, and really. Vanderbilt is struggling, but they're not really any bad teams in this conference. Every conference has a few bad teams, and uh, other than than Vanderbilt struggling, all these teams are very competitive. You know, an interesting point was was made by uh, some members of the Texas media, and if you were evaluating and voting based on what's happened here in the 2023 season, would you have Texas number one? or maybe Ohio State number one, and Georgia not so high because they haven't accomplished as much, largely through no fault of, of their players, but through, right. the way, through the way the schedule is. Well, there's no question. If, if you're looking at it strictly by what people have done on the field, I've heard people make that case. Hey, we sh- you should only do it by what everybody's done so far. In that case, who has the best two wins? Texas has got the best win, winning in Alabama. Ohio State's got also has the second best win or the first best win, winning uh, winning in Notre Dame. So yeah, if, if if you were doing it strictly on what has happened in the first four Saturdays of September, sure you can make the case. I think Texas is really good. I mean, yeah. They are, and it's going to be interesting when they play Oklahoma here in a couple of weeks. That's that's going to be fun. Yeah, big test against Kansas this weekend too. Another team. Yep. If you're talking with Tony Barnhart right now of TMG College Sports, you know, talking about SEC right now and, and no star team, um, maybe perhaps because of all the new the new quarterbacks. Uh, and listen, everyone's going through it. I mean, it's not just an SEC thing, but I mean, when you talk about Alabama, Georgia, Florida, uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, um, some have some veteran guys who transferred in, but all of those teams, um, you know, among some of the better teams in recent years in the SEC. And all um, with new guys under center this year. No, that's that's exactly right. Uh, and the best situation may be at, at Kentucky, where Devin Leary transferred from North Carolina State. A lot of people wanted that guy, and Kentucky got him. And so that's that's a big move right there. And Car- is Carson Beck going to be? Is he going to develop? He's he's probably not going to be another Winston Bennett, but I, I think he's getting better. But these quarterbacks are going to get better. Right right now, quite honestly. The best quarterback in the SEC is Jaden Daniels at LSU. This guy is absolutely unbelievable, and he has played really well the last few weeks. Spencer Rattler, 18 of 20 in his last game, completed his first 13 passes. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this league, but there's some who need to get better. Is it is that just uh, an experience? Are, are you surprised that like? A program like Alabama comes and struggles at the quarterback position because basically, let's be honest, they can kind of pick and choose guys that yep. they want. It's surprising they would be uh, struggling at quarterback as they You're are. You're not the only person that's surprised by that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> after having after having like five first round draft choices in a row, you get caught short at the position, and and it, and, it, and sometimes it happens. They've got a I can't remember the kid's name right now, but they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country coming in next year. I didn't help you this year, but yeah, th- there's no question that Alabama got caught short at quarterback and you think that should never happen. You know, when you look at, you look at Georgia, you know, what, what do they do 
when you know that your schedule might be a little soft, does this put Coach Smart in a position where maybe it's time to run up the score and <laughs> show people that, well, maybe it wasn't the toughest schedule, but we beat everybody, you know, 60 to, to, to 15, you know, that type of thing. What does he do to, to try to make, le- you know, lemonade out of lemons? Don't, don't talk about it. Just talk about it. Go out and play the game. And look, here, here's, here's what Kirby Smart tells his team. Guys, we don't have to worry about what people think about. Just, just go win your games. Just go win all. If you win all your games, then there will not be a conversation. If we lose a game, that's the, but that's the way college football has been in the modern era. If you go undefeated, you're in the playoffs. If you don't go undefeated, then it comes down to the what the committee thinks. And what you don't want to do is put that uh, you don't want to put that in their lap. But the fact of the matter is, Georgia's schedule is what it is. Win all the games, you won't have any issues. Yeah, and we talked about Texas earlier, but Tony, to your point. You're back-to-back national champs. If as long as you keep winning, you will remain number one. Nobody's going to vote you, or or a couple may, but enough won't vote you out, regardless of what anybody else does. You're exactly right. And, and listen, Georgia, Georgia hasn't really put together four quarters of football in a game since, but they've had spots like the second half against South Carolina. They were really, really good because they said, you know, guys, it's time time to start messing around. Yeah, time, yeah. and so they did, and so they they have they have played well in stretches. And it'll be interesting to see if they put a four quarters together. They haven't had to yet. Yeah. Let's see what happens when they go to Auburn, or better yet, let's see what happens in two weeks when they go to Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Tony Barnhart, columnist for TMG College Sports. Be sure to uh, check it out. Tony, um, always great to have your knowledge and insights here in the show. Hopefully you'll come back and join us soon. All right, guys. Enjoyed it. Take care. Appreciate Thank it. You. Tony Barnhart, once again, TMG College Sports. Be sure to check it out. Hey, keep it here. We've got a lot more to come after this. Stay with us. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you you don't like it you get your money back but you're gonna love it and you're gonna love the price internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-215-0341 800-215-0341 800-215-0341 that's 800-215-0341 If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. You're listening to Big Sports Radio, SEC edition. All right, time now to make your picks for this week's games. Larry, do you remember what the picks were last week? I was trying to remember. I know one of us was 3-0, and and then the other guys were 1-2. and two. Do you remember who was 3-0? and Who was that? I don't recall. Picks? 
who that was. I think that was me. That was me. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You've been I remember talking that. about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The emails, the texts. Oh boy. He had some he paid some guy in a plane to skywrite that <laughs> down here in Melissa. I'm like, what seriously? The the emoji. I just wanted to make sure you remembered. Yeah. I re- I remembered. So does everybody else in my yeah, house. Everyone knows. <laughs> everyone knows exactly. The the mailers. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know you could get the mail to hear this quick, but apparently Brad doesn't have no problem paying for Federal Express. Oh, no, there's well, no problem I, at all. Did your did your wife ask you why is Brad texting me three and oh? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't why is he texting me? So, what is this? What is this? All right, uh Nostradamus, why don't you start? Texas AM versus Arkansas. Who you got? Man, this is an interesting game because with Texas A&M, you know, without the quarterback, right? It's a, it's a, it's a tougher game maybe than you think. But I still think A&M has uh, more talent than Arkansas, even though it's at Arkansas. I'm gonna pick the Aggies. I'm gonna go with Arkansas. I think it's a Jerry World, isn't it? it? Is Jerry World. Yeah. yeah so, okay. so I think Jerry so, is Jerry is going to put all that. Um, frustration from last week's cowboy loss into supporting Arkansas. <laughs> it is going to feel like a home game with uh, all those hogs in there. Um, I believe in Max Johnson. I'm going Aggies on this one. So I'm going to go with, with uh, Nostradamus over there. All right. Uh, another SEC game, LSU at Ole Miss. Sturdy. Uh, man, I, I tell you what, I, I this is the one – LSU's a two and a half point favorite at Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off a game. Alabama kind of, you know, spanked them, um, turned them over their knee and spanked them with their defense. I don't think LSU has the same defense that Alabama has, but I do think they have the offense to score. So over and under is high. I think a high scoring game. I think Ole Miss gets the upset. I'm taking the the Rebels. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. I'm going for Ole Miss because I've seen LSU a couple times this year. Where the the defensive back is kind of face guarding the wide receiver, and the wide receiver catches the ball, and somehow the LSU DB does not realize, even though he's face guarding, that the LS that the opposing receiver has the ball. Uh, I think Ole Miss has the offense to beat LSU. All right, I'm gonna go the other way, Tigers, because um, Tony Barnhart. Uh, told us the columnist for TMG College Sports. He really likes LSU. So for Tony, this is for you. Tony Barnhart, the veteran sports writer, says <laughs> LSU. That's my deciding factor. All right, to the Big 12, uh, the early wake-up game. USC at Colorado. Rise and shine. Oh, You know, I, I do think Colorado's going to get a lot more offense than they did a week ago. Um, but um, and, and but it's the, I, I would say this, I, I think USC's going to score a lot of points against Colorado. So I'll take uh, the Trojans. Yeah, I see USC winning this like 52 to 31, something like that. I'm going to go for a 70-20. The beat down the Broncos <laughs> suffered. Wow. wow. USC is wow. going to come back and do the same with the buffs. So. Like, the old K, like the old Oklahoma doing that to Man. K-State back in the 70s. Yeah. How, just, how bad was the weekend for people in Colorado that last oh, week, though? Boy, it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. All right. North uh, Notre Dame. I keep calling them North Dame. Notre Dame and Duke. How about that? Blue Devils, 4-0. Yeah, you know, I, I really think this was a trap game for Notre Dame had they won the Ohio State game. I think it would have been different. But I really think Notre Dame is going to really want to go out and prove something, and I think they take care of the Blue Devils in this one. And I think they win by more than the five-and-a-half spread. 
I think uh, I think Duke's going to pull the upset here. I think uh, you know Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. We've got we've got these blue bloods in basketball that are all Kentucky uh, four. Yeah, Kentucky. They're all four and zero. Indiana. Oh, never mind. Yeah, exactly. They're all well. They're not a blue blood anymore. And <laughs> the Mike, you know, you can just send send the emails to me. Uh, but the bottom line is, I think Duke is going to go to five and zero. Indiana, nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> students who are on campus then Thank you. Are, now re- are now retiring well so. wait a minute larry we were old enough to be on campus then so let's be oh, real yeah, careful that's right. yeah <laughs> but i yeah i'm not rich enough to retire yet but some yeah. of them and okay. i don't have grandkids yet but a lot of our contemporaries yes retiring with grandkids so yeah absolutely so I- i'm gonna go notre dame um i i agree that i think it's um uh duke's had a listen fantastic season and i think they've got a re- they've got a really good team down in durham this year but I- i'm with you guys that um I think that was a wake-up call last week. Notre Dame's going to come back focused. Um, they're going to put 11 men on the field um, at every play. And- that could help. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that's a new thing. Yeah, that's their equalizer. <laughs> they, they're, what they're hoping is they get to put 12 for two plays this game. They can yeah. pick two plays because we only went 10. We saved a guy for this game. <laughs> I've, I've, heard of, I've heard of managing a, managing a guy's plays, managing his minutes, but that yes. took it too far for the Irish. So, all right. <laughs> My team is on the field. <laughs> We got to run as always. Uh, the fun just uh, goes way too fast. We appreciate everyone who came by uh, this week and hope you enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekend. Um, fall is here. Turn that calendar over, get those pumpkins out and uh, try not to scare the kids before Halloween. All right. For Brad and Mike, I'm Larry. Take care. Enjoy. We'll see you next week. The preceding program is a product of rise above productions and revision sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of Big Sports Radio, SEC.